And welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. As you can hear, it is me, Heather Holloway, this week doing the hosting duties and um, standing in for Matt. And I'm very excited to be uh, firstly talking about a Thistle win and secondly to be joined by some fantastic people on the podcast this week. So I'm going to start by introducing Reese. Reese, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Heather. Um, it's good to have a bit of host rotation. Yeah, looking forward to discussing a United win. Fantastic. And it's great to have Jamie here. Now, Jamie, I know that David Mitchell played a great game on Sunday, but it was Snedden with the Plaudettes on Friday night. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Heather. It's nice to get called great people and great to be here. You know, I've never heard that from Matt before, so it's a good start already. I might as well just steal. It's like a hosting duty to, to out you as, a, as the goalkeeping fanatic. And finally, rounding off our panel is David, who I know is going mad about the fact that we are 66% nearly won this league. David, how are you? I am doing very well. And I just would like to say, just after the last time that you hosted, that I love both hosts equally, and I think you're both amazing. Can I, can I just mention just... before, I was on the bus to the game the other night on the Jordan Hill bus, and it was like a group of wee guys at the back. And one of them said, we're 66% likely to win the league. And I was like, are they, are they just, is that just by chance or are they David, David Forrest fans? No, good, good to see that the, the word is spreading and that I've got my stands out there who are just quoting my catchphrases all over the shop. Not to wind Jamie up about having fans, but someone turned around to me yesterday in hospitality and said that they fully agree with me on the Cammy Smith Blair um, Blair Alston bandwagon, and it it felt great to know that there are other people out there um, in support of my of my drive bys. So thank you for that. I think we're going to start off with now, as some of you may know, that I absolutely detest Kenny McIntyre on Sports Sound and I think that he's a shocking replacement to Richard Gordon but one thing I have quite enjoyed is having the fan interactions on a Saturday night driving back from the games and one of the things he's introduced is having different people from Scottish football choosing a track three different tracks in between the the fans all fighting with each other which is quite entertaining we had people like Kevin Thompson on but I thought I've put the boys on the spot and I've asked them if they were you know flown by Kenny McIntyre and told you have to play a song on BBC Sports Sound what would you go for so I'm going to start with David I mean, I, I like a, a very broad spectrum of music, both, you know, heavy, weird, everything, all that. But like, when it's other people who are not into the same music as me, I like to go route one and just have a very sort of cheery, poppy song. Um, 
I, I mean, it's probably going to be. I'm not going to lie. It's it's going to be Pitbull Fireball, regardless of what I choose. That's in my head. Is just immediately going to click and see that just for a laugh. But um, no limit to unlimited. The best song of all time. Um, it's about it's Stevie Lawless as well. I'd probably go for that. I'm just really enjoying the idea of um, Michael Stewart kind of head bopping to um, Fireball. Thank you, David, for that one as well. Uh, Jamie, what would you go for? I'd go for the make them all festival related. Start with Ladio, hashtag bring it back to the pod, David. Uh, we'll back up that with Wagon Wheel, and then we'll finish off the three with Kingston Town. So nice festival trio. I love that, Jamie. And if I was in school right now, I'd give you a house point, as I know you um, revised those answers well, and um, and well done, you, Reese. We'll round. We'll finish with you. I know you've been working hard on making sure that it's a a track that maybe the hosts will like. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. I forgot I was going to do a Taylor Swift number, but um, okay. I, 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 no, I've got, I've got, an, I've got an answer for you. I had to revise some, so I'm pretty similar to David. Where if I was to give a a real answer that I would want to choose, it's, it's like the opposite end of the spectrum. Like I can't come on here and choose a rap song. So then I was thinking, who, who do I really like? Who's the goat? And I'm thinking to myself, Michael Jackson. But which is also a questionable answer. You can't really. You can't really, it's a bit of a sack of offence bringing Michael Jackson out. It causes a, a debate, which we're not really here for. So I went with a proper old school one that I remember, very nostalgic. I don't know if anyone remembers, but do you remember Dido, White Flag? I loved that song when I was growing up. Don't ask me why, zero correlation. But I thought Dido was top, top tier. And then she just disappeared off the face of the earth. But uh, she was she was superb. That's a cracking choice, Reese. And I remember Diana Vickers doing a great cover of it on X Factor. And uh, and I, I remember crying at it. So I love that. Excellent. Uh, no one asked me, but I'm just going to go for it. I would go for, I had it on in the car just there. And it just gets me on my feet. It's my sister and I, it's one of our favourite songs when we were younger. And it's Bring It All Back by S Club. I mean, there's nothing that's going to get someone having a better day than that. And especially after listening to Kenny McIntyre and Michael Stewart talking about VAR for a bit, I feel like you need a bit of a pick-me-up. So that's my go-to. I know that feels like two partridges in one. And if you're listening to the, this podcast and thinking, oh my goodness, I came here to hear what the people thought about air, then don't worry, we're getting there now. On Friday, had an absolutely fantastic evening. Um, at Somerset Park. I mean, it was so muddy and I thought they were going to, you know, have to abandon the game by how treacherous it was for us to get from inside the ground to the terrace thing, but we made it. And what a sight it was. So not much of a change to the team apart from the force change, which was Harry Milne out and then Gwenya back in. Before we talk about the whole performance, I just thought it'd be quite good to talk about how we felt like he performed in the game because obviously it was quite, I felt like he got, a lot of the ball and was very involved in some ways, got caught out in others, and we could just assess that. Jamie, what do you think? How do you think he performed overall? Uh, yeah, I thought Nguyenia slotted in pretty well. I thought he was defending solid enough in the first half. He was involved in the opening goal as well. I think he was, he was involved in some of the passes. I know he didn't get the assist, but he still was involved in the build-up of it. I thought that he looked pretty pretty speedy going forwards. He could maybe get bounced off the ball a little bit easily, but he is still quite young and probably can fill out a little bit more, but he was pretty hungry for getting the ball back as well, which I liked. There was a couple of times when he wasn't scared to go in for a tackle and put a foot in, won the ball back in important areas, kept us up the pitch near the end, wasting time as well. So I thought he put in a pretty good, complete performance. It's his first 90 for us, and I thought he slotted in nicely, and he'll be wanting to keep his place. You don't know, he might bring Milne back in, and Gwenya definitely didn't do himself any 
disservice of wanting to get another star in anytime soon. Thanks, Jamie. And I think it's going to be one of those ones, as you say, maybe a manager's headache. We love a cliche on here. David, did you want to come in there? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I thought in Gwenya, he he definitely he ha- he had a good game and he was able to slot into that role. Which, to be honest, that's that's a tough that's tough shoes to fill uh, with Harry Milne. I thought he'd done well. I did enjoy. There was one moment I was talking to my friend. I, I somebody in my team at work is a Thistle fan. Uh, they don't go to games. Uh, they watch the game on the TV. <laughs> and he said that on the on the there was one moment where in Gwenya. The ball came to Nguenya and he wasn't in threat at all. Like, there was nobody really near him whatsoever. And he was under control, cool, calm, calculated. And then someone in the crowd shouted, man on. And he went, where? And then looked round and I got really flustered by it and lost the ball, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, he was absolutely fine until someone shouted man on and then immediately he just went, oh, what's going on? And then lost the ball. But apart from that, I thought, in the first half, I thought they, they had moments where they looked... Um, quite decent and I think they were getting quite a lot of joy down in Gwenya's side but even then you know, we did keep a clean sheet and they were able to react and yeah I think certainly second half he, he done really well as well so no I think overall the best job we could do filling in for Milne to be fair Yeah absolutely agree. Now Reese, we love this question on draw lose or draw so I have to ask it when you saw the starting team at 7 o'clock were you happy with it? Yeah, no complaints, etc, etc. No, but seriously, I, I didn't have any complaints. It's exactly what we expected. We knew, obviously, Harry Milne serving the sus- suspension. Uh, and as you mentioned, it was just really about how Kieran and Gwenya slotted in. Um, and as you guys have said, I think he'd done really well. He was he was fine. Um, it was up against probably one of the better wingers in the championship and Logan Chalmers, and I thought he stood up to the task pretty well. A couple of times Chalmers kind of got the better of him, but he always he always made it back and got into shape, and, and I thought that he'd done well going forward as well. So, yeah, promising, and considering, as Jamie's touched on as well, he's 20 years old, our whole back line, obviously you have Muirhead, who's an experienced head, but Lewis Nielsen, 20, and Gwenya, 20, and Xander McKenzie for close to an hour at 18 so a very young back line and they didn't really look troubled at all so yeah a lot of positives to take in that whole performance as as you mentioned Tedder's Air United's ground their, their team's almost as bad as our ground by the way there's invisible puddles on the way into the ground which you're up to your knees in and then when you get in the ground it's a swamp slash building site oh it was horrible before the game even kicked off so uh, their team I, I really don't know about Air's team they were giving me I, I remember thinking this is a bit of a Gary Caldwell team I use that in, in a certain there's a certain aura about teams now that if they kind of sign non-league jobbers um, that they become a Gary Caldwell team in my mind because I was looking at their midfield and I'm thinking guys like Sila uh, Senga and Jack Young and stuff and I'm thinking they're probably not good enough for the championship and I'll not sign like uh, George Stanger as well, who um, who's moving up from Aloha and stuff. So I don't know, like, I, 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 if I was an Air United fan, I'd probably be a wee bit worried that they're trying to gel. I think they made something crazy, like 14, 15 new signs or something, and it doesn't appear to be working for them so far. They've, they've had a poor start, and uh, Bullen's jacket's on a shaky, shaky peg. So, yeah, um, in terms of in terms of air, I don't think they were great, but I thought we turned up um, and we were brilliant. It's, the first half we defended pretty well and uh, it was resolute because they obviously came into the game after after our early start. But great to see McEnroy with another goal involvement and and Lawless just doing Lawless is playing in the form of his life at the moment and and I will come on to it soon and 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 how good Lawless has always been for Fissel, but lately he's 
he's taken his game up another notch. And for for any pace, Lawless was never blessed with with amazing pace, but it just uses his, his vision and his his prowess so well now. Uh, he just glides through games, and I hadn't seen him hit one of them in, in quite a while actually. It um, doesn't really have those long range strikes that he used to have in his first spell, but what a goal that was for for his first of the night, and then the second one, he's he's jinking him left and right and left and right and tossing them inside out. It's just it's brilliant to watch. And ultimately, it was four 0 We could have had could have had more. And I, I remember turning around to, to to Jack Carson just when, as soon as Adloy came on, and obviously he was getting booed onto the park, and I just said. I hope Big Tommy scores just for the patter. And genuinely, eight seconds later, the ball's in the back of the net. And it's just one of them ones that we speak about sometimes where like, you're just laughing in the crowd. And that's when you know, as I said, it's a brilliant away day when that happens. So uh, it's, it's, it's really good fun at the moment following the Fissel. Very happy days and a, a good performance all around. I couldn't think of anyone who didn't get past marks on the night. Yeah, hundred percent, Reese. I think you've covered you've covered so much there, and and I think after conceding such a funny goal the the week before against Queen's AM um, Queen's Side, it's glad it's good for us to be on the other side of it and enjoying the patter for once. Maybe Tommy needs to work on his um on his flips, like um what's his name again? Oh gosh, I've forgotten. It's gone out of my head. Effie Ambrose. Effie Ambrose Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, and and I think you picked up on a really good point that there were some, you know, or, or all all performances were great and especially a shout out to Sandra McKenzie for, for, for a shift. Jamie, who stood out for you in the game? There wasn't a single bad performance, but Jamie Snedden I thought was fantastic in goals in the first half. He really kept us in that game because we kind of fell out the game after scoring. He made some really important saves. He made that one-on-one save. He commanded his box really well. He was quite brave coming out for some crosses as well. I think he took a knock at one point for one of them. I thought he was fantastic. On another day, he got man of the match. But I asked to go to Stevie Lawless. Lawless was unbelievable. Like Reese was saying, he's even better than he was in his previous spell. Uh, he's a complete Rolls-Royce of a player. Just glides past the ball and crossing's great. He scored an absolute belter of a goal. Second goal, yeah, I know it took a deflection, but he still skips past two players so easily. and He got the assist for the fourth goal as well. So... He was just fantastic all night, but I wouldn't say anyone had a bad game. I thought Banningham was pretty tidy as well, came in for the ball, collected it, sweeped up quite nicely, and the defence stood up strong in the second half, so it was a good performance all round, but i got to give the two best performances, I think, were Lawless and Snedden. But I thought McKenzie did well coming off the bench as well, because right-back's not even his out-and-out position, so just another, just another good performance all round. Yeah, absolutely. I do think that someone needs to talk to our players a little bit about when your goalie gets a head knock and almost goes off with, you know, concussion or something, don't keep on slapping him on the head every time he saves. I mean, Brian Graham and Muirhead and maybe McMillan as well, all straight after he had that injury, were straight over slapping his head. Well done, Sneds. And you think, come on, like, let's just look after him a little bit here. Um, David, I'm just going to ask you a question. I want to focus on two of our players that were playing. Um, obviously, it's Anna McKenzie and Ben Stanley. How great is it to have two boys like that um, coming on from the academy and, and performing, you know, obviously a TV game, etc. But like, how proud does that make you as a Thistle fan? Oh, absolutely. It's definitely, I mean, you saw, I mean, Stanway had the interview last week when he signed his contract, which is an amazing get, by the way, that we've seen, we've immediately acted and nailed them down for a longer contract. You can see how much he loves playing for the team. He absolutely loves playing for Thistle. And 
after so many years of we we talked I talked before about how we'd had a history of bringing players through from the youth academy but over the last couple of years it kind of did die off so to have like Stanway McKenzie even like James Lyon um, there as well like it's absolutely brilliant it's 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 great I mean you look at you know players that have came through that have been with us for so long and someone like Stanway has the makings to be an either an incredible player or a long-term player for us. I mean, McCall said a couple of years ago that he saw several of uh, the sort of crop of youngsters that were playing at the time coming through and becoming regular team players in the first team and becoming established staples of the first team. And we are seeing it in front of our eyes. And absolutely, it makes you so proud, especially because it's the local connection. You know, they're they're representing their you know the local area. They're from Glasgow and. They, they they know what this club is about, so no, absolutely, um, it's fantastic to see. It's the best club we've seen in a long, long time, and yeah, it really fills your heart with pride. Reese, off you go. Just coming in there, I know David's saying they're from Glasgow, but Xander McKenzie's actually from Lock Gilphead, so he's got an absolute trick to get here, flying the flag for Lock Gilphead. But um, just on that, like the one thing that I, I think is really good about it is, and I know some clubs can be guilty of it. They'll play a youngster for the sake of playing a youngster. They might fling in a guy who's like 16, 17, and, you know, and they'll go, do you know what, we're just going to play him the full season. We're going to get 30 games under his belt. It'll get the attention of clubs and he'll get a move, get us a bit of money off the back of it when he's not necessarily good enough. But that isn't the case here because you look at both Xander McKenzie and Ben Stanway, they're there on merit and they're arguably, Stanway especially this season, arguably one of our best players, one of the first names on the team sheet at the moment. Um, and I noticed even Xander McKenzie the other night, they came on. When he came on, I felt like, obviously, everyone knows how much of a threat McMillan is going forward and, and as well defensively. Um, when he came off, I thought Air United maybe tried to target Xander a wee bit and they stood up to it. Obviously, they had Jamie Murphy out there. Guys got a couple of Scotland caps, uh, bags and bags of experience, played down south and stuff. Um, and McKenzie... I don't really think he got by McKenzie all too often. And then I remember approaching full-time, maybe an injury time, actually. They brought on a boy, Francis Amarty, and I'd seen their fans saying he's rapid. He's an absolute monster. He'll, he'll smoke anybody in this league for pace. And I remember they had McKenzie 1v1. I was like, right, McKenzie will probably get done here. He's, not, he's out of his natural position, and he wins the tackle. And I just, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's like a pride that you have for these guys because these are guys that, have came from your academy. It's not guys that have been let go from Rangers and they've, they've just picked up at Thistle and went, oh, I'll stay here for a year or two. It's guys that have been here since they were wee boys and they have a genuine pride to play for Thistle. So it's, 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 it's heartwarming to see. You, know, you, can, you can't help but be happy for these guys. We are so lucky to have them and, and I really hope that, I, I mean, we obviously can see that Dylan really does trust in them and, and wants to give them as as much game time and exposure as possible. And just need to hope that continues. I just want to overall just talk about, you know, we talked about how great Friday night games are. Jamie, isn't it great to win on a Friday? What was maybe your highlights of the game overall before we go on to talk about Lawless? I mean, I thought it was a great atmosphere for a start. I quite often think the Friday night games have got good atmospheres, especially the away ones. I always enjoy a Friday night game. Highlights. One of the personal highlights for me was just keeping a clean sheet, to be honest, just over all the game, just because we hadn't done that yet this season. So when the full-time whistle went, I've got a kind of extra sense of satisfaction in the fact that we'd managed to get a shot out. Winning by four goals. Uh, at least we've actually had quite a lot of success at in recent years. It's just nice to keep that sort of record up. And it was just, like I said, good atmosphere and 
just a good game to go to. And it's one of those ones off the back of that cup defeat. You know, it wasn't like that a deflating defeat, but you look to the week before that and we scored four goals in a away game two weeks in a row in the league. And that's fantastic. Can't ask for much more than that. Two goal, two wins, two four goals. Yeah, it's just fantastic. And I do think it's important to mention that quite a lot of the the other results on the Saturday went our and went in our way. And you know, being third place is, you know, is looking better than maybe some of us were thinking about earlier this season. So, David, I'm going to come to you, especially because I know you've been working with some of the other people on the podcast about people's top 10 from the the last few years. And I know some people did not put Stevie Lawless in their top 10. He certainly is in mine, but sum up Stevie Lawless as a player for us, but also just do you think he's better in this spell than he was in his first? Honestly, I think so. I mean, I loved Lawless when he was with us. And um, and even yesterday, just watching him linking up with Dolan and Erskine again, like you could you could see the sort of connection they had, and I re- I really really enjoyed Lawless in his first spell with us. But when he's came back, he's a Thistle player. That that is what he is. He is the the atypical Thistle player. He will never be better at a team than with us. And I don't mean that in a snidey sort of Scott Tiffany. He'll go to Dundee and he'll be shite sort of way like. He he is born to be a Thistle player and no live his career out with us. The only goal he scored for Motherwell was at Farhill. That that says it all for me about him. But what, since he's came back, he's been incredible. He just gets the team. He's you know he had McCall before. He worked under him before, and then he had Dylan. And you no, know, him and Dylan are practically telepathic at this point. They just get each other, and um, he's born to play for us. And I absolutely love him. And the goal on Friday. I think it may be the best view I've ever had for a goal in my in my life going to see Thistle because I was sort of like head level with the balls that's coming in and it glided in like it was in a cloud and it was just absolutely incredible goal and yeah I just feel that he's had a he's had a renewal um of his career coming back to us and he's really taken to it and it's just absolutely fantastic. Absolutely agree with that. And I do still think that he's got a job in the media somewhere when he when he finally does retire because he had all of hospitality yesterday laughing, but he also came across really well on the BBC in his interview post-match. It was actually funny. I did speak to him a little bit yesterday and I was just complimenting him on the goal. And he said, he was like, you know, it's one of those ones where obviously... We all know that Stevie Lawless loves a compliment and he'll take them all day. But he's like, I have to admit, he's like, I just shut my eyes and hope there. And I was like, I love the fact that he's even Stevie Lawless has admitted that it wasn't, you know, it, it, he was quite far out and it was just a hit and hope. But I mean, I was right next to David. I agree. That was one of the best views I've ever had. And um, you, it's one of those ones, again, a cliche. The minute it left his boot, you knew that was going in. So, so enjoyable. But a, a real funny guy. He was great yesterday. He's he stood up of an interview with Michael Max, and Michael Max is getting him to talk about Banzo. And obviously, I mean, classic best friends. They don't really, they can't ever say something positive about each other. But he was saying, "Oh, it's great that we're all here to talk about Banzo's great moments." And then was like, "Let me try and list them." And then just was silent for a minute, and everyone was laughing because he was like. I mean, he's like, I've had way better moments than any of Stuart Bannigan's, so that was quite enjoyable. Reese, do you want to come in? Yeah, I just want to touch on Lawless as well. So, as as David's mentioned, I, I would probably now say that he is better in his second spell. I, I was kind of reluctant to say it at first because 
I just have such fond memories of the the twelve thirteen season, especially. I think he came in. That was his debut season, and it was first kind of real break for a year in sort of professional football. Really, um, I know he'd obviously had a. He was came at Motherwell Youth, and he had a spell at Annan and, and Albion Rovers. But that was his first proper season, um, and he just hit the ground running. I think he almost got like fifteen goals, fourteen or something. He might have finished on frightening player um, and the amount of goals that he scored from outside the box was amazing that season and he carried that into our kind of first season in the Prem and he was always good for us he was always really good in, in our Premiership run like him, Erskine, Doolan just that front three was just synonymous you had your Messi, Suarez, Neymar at Barcelona that was our equivalent and and, and loss as the Messi of our team and Whenever whenever someone comes to a game with me, like like I'm talking about like a neutral that I bring, one of my pals who doesn't really watch Fissle, they're always like, that wee number 11 is an absolute joke. Like, never gives a ball away. And you can bet your hat on him that he does it every week. He's he's such a good player to watch. And I'm, I'm just delighted that he is a, a Fissle player. And he has a, he's definitely a, a future Hall of Famer. It's just, I, he's, he's almost at 50 goals and, and 50 assists for, for Fissle. And that's, that's crazy for a, a Fissle player to have to be so good at scoring and assisting and uh, it's just an absolute pleasure and I'm, I'm glad he's one of ours and and who knows he could be uh, and I know you can kind of do it across sort of two spells but he could be the next to have his his name and wear a shout of a testimonial. We were actually talking about that, about that yesterday about who would be the closest person to that and I guess I was thinking that pretend, it would potentially be Lawless or I guess Muirhead but I think you're right and I think his personality alone adds on a few years, so who knows, he might be there quite soon. I was oh. going to say, I think he's only two years away from a testimonial. So I think he's been here, what, eight years, if you count his stint? So what, 20, uh, 2012 to 2018, so what, say five and a half. He's been here a year and a half, two and a half, you know, just getting close to two years. So he's about seven and a half-ish years with us, and he's you know, seven, eight years, so he's not that far away from it. And like, do you honestly see him packing it in in the next season or two or even leaving? I, I, don't, I don't see it myself. I think if he gets to like nine years and there's a testimonial on the table, he's absolutely taking it. Like, and I think we'll, def- I think we'll definitely see it. I know we were going to talk about testimonials later, but because I, I did have an answer for that, but Lawless is the one that feasibly looks the most likely. I know, um, definitely a lawless testimonial would be great fun. Absolutely agree with that, and I think the I think the humour would be would be off the scale there. Uh, David, I'm going to stick with you just because um, it's a question that I know is dear to your heart. It's just has the run we've been on changed expectations? Now I know your expectations always always stay the same. You're always sixty six percent, but just without without the percentage. Has your attitude towards the whole season changed since these these last few games? I would say so. Yes, I think that. I mean, we're three points off the top. You know, if we if we beat Rafe Rovers in a couple of weeks, you know, and keep the format, or whatever, we we could go top. Uh, you know, um, by when is it we play them? Is it like end of October or something like that? Uh, but like you know, we we still play. You know, playing Rafe Rovers, Dundee United don't look to be. The, the all-conquering side. I think everyone always says this team will squish the championship, and they never do. I mean, Kilmarnock and Dundee have realistically should have won the title if they had their heads screwed on for the last two years, and they've just got over the line most of the time. And Dundee United look to be in that mould, and I think that we've shown that we can take it to teams, and we can give we can challenge teams. You know, at, at Far Hill, it's 
unless you've got Effie Ambrose in your team, you, you're, you're not beating us like that <laughs> with Chris Dolan. And I think we've got that belief. And I think a lot of expectations were tempered before. And, you know, still the jury is out on whether the, the replacements that we've had for the big names that left are pure replacements. But I think that definitely there, there's nothing to say we can't go on a wee run get ourselves to Christmas and be in amongst the fight. And we saw what we can do last year when we've got momentum behind us. I mean, we before Dylan came in, we were really down low and contemplating whether we're even going to make playoffs and stuff like that. If we get to sort of Christmas, January time and we're still within a hunt of it, you know, the sky's the limit at that point. And yeah, no, I do think that expectations have maybe uh, been lifted because of the, the, the convincing performances that we've put in, especially at Capital and Somerset, two places that, you know, are tough places to go, and Capital especially. And yeah, I think definitely. For any listeners who are thinking about planning a trip to Starts Park in October, please don't because we're not playing them until December. So um, don't listen to David for for the planning there. Jamie, what about you? Where where do your expectations lie now after two, you know, as you say, 4-0 or 4-1 victories? I don't want to get overly carried away, but we do have a good squad this season. I know we've said it the last three seasons in a row, but... There isn't a reason why this team shouldn't be pushing to try win the title. No team seems to ever, very rarely in the Championship, do you ever get a team that just comes and absolutely runs away the title. I know Hearts have done it. I know Rangers did it one year. I know it happens sometimes, but usually it's quite tight and there's not many points in it. So I think it'll probably be another one of those seasons. I don't think Dun United are going to run away with it. If we go on a run, I don't think we'll run away with it as much as I'd love us to. But there's no reason this team shouldn't be looking up because, yes, I'm... If we went up via the playoffs, I don't even want to think of that right now because of last year, but if we went up via the playoffs, of course I'd take it, but I'd much rather go up. A guaranteed promotion, go up, win the title, and we've got a good enough team to do it, so get a run together, keep some form up, get two home games in a row. If you if you win both of them, then you're starting to look like a, you're on a serious run of that playoffs, four league wins in a row, so I think there's no reason we shouldn't be aiming for the title. Excellent. I can't wait for Matt to listen to this and uh, and cringe at how optimistic we've been. Um, obviously, we were at Banzo's testimonial yesterday and a really enjoyable event. I'm going to come to Reese in a minute just to kind of summarise a few of the things that happened. But Reese, what do you think? Signing Liam Vicanin for a season for a season and maybe that gets us the Premiership. But overall, tell us, did you enjoy the day? What was your highlights? Oh mate, see seeing that yesterday just made me remember how much I, I love Liam Buchanan. He was he was my favourite growing up, man. And I remember back in the twenty twelve thirteen season, there was a period he didn't have a club and he was doing the half time draw at Furhill. And obviously, me still being young at the time, I was thinking, oh, like it'd be good if we could have him back. But he's kind of done now. I, I was miles off it. He's, I think he scored about thirty five goals in the Lowland League last year. Um, still got a lot of life in him yet, and and you can see that he keeps himself in good nick. So yeah, it was it was really it was a really good date for how it was good to see. It's, it's like all the people that you've grown up watching. It's your childhood in front of you on that pitch playing football, um, just having a kick about. And it, it was it's, it was funny. Um, I'll be I'll be hundred percent honest. It was pretty poor in the, in terms of the quality on display. It wasn't the wasn't the the best game ever. Um, the last. 15 minutes were pretty entertaining you know when some of the the young youngsters were getting a run out it was like I think 15 16 year olds and obviously that young boy had that shot around the journey and it dribbled across the line and he was almost in the in the Jackie Husband stand celebrating and then obviously Cherney's 
done the referee's throat not to give the goal, but it was a funny day and it was it was brilliant to see Banzo um, getting the, the praise that he deserves and getting the sort of adulation and he's getting, he, he'll get a hefty payday out of that. He, he's getting every bit of that money there. So it's well deserved and aye, it was, it's a good turnout as well. So, yep, good to see all, all the players there that, that we've watched growing up. Another day can have no complaints, but only only complaint I have on the day is the black Under Armour that we see Ray Naden Fitzpatrick are wearing. Me as a, as a kit enthusiast and, and stuff like that just triggers me. I hated to see it, but it, it makes sense. Obviously, it's this season's Under Armour they're wearing with like a throwback kit, so they don't they didn't have the yellow Under Armour, but that that was getting on my wick. <laughs> I love that. Actually, I spoke to Waz. He, he came in with a picture with us on our table. And um, and I said to him, I was like, were you? I said, well done on the skinning the gaffer, you know. And he was like, oh, I'm never gonna stop talking about that. And he said, I could have done more. I could have done more. And I actually think, you know what? Getting to skin Chris Dillon in your own box, maybe that's the confidence boost that Waz needs. But yeah, I totally agree. Liam Buchanan is an absolute icon, someone that we've grown up watching and loving. And I love seeing Mark Roberts there too. Just great memories of Peterhead and just how important he was that season and it's just it's just great and you know we're so lucky to have some really good past players in our midst and um, and it's great to be able to celebrate with them. David what was the highlight of your day and um, any particular moments that you that you want to highlight? Um, I I have to echo Cherney bullying the linesman to like crush a child's heart and take away him scoring it for how it was incredibly funny. Cherney did not want to concede a second. I I, I assume Banzo didn't get a t- they didn't give any testimonial penalties out because Cherney was definitely saving it. I really enjoyed that. Seeing Dolan score as well. I was actually genuinely a bit pissed off at Wizzy Williams for kind of marking Dolan out of the game and just kind of they just refused to concede. And I'm just sitting there going, can can Dolan just score, please? I just want to see Dolan score. And I honestly, there was a moment where. Sort of, you know, the fire in my my eyes was kind of burning away, and like where I was like, he's not scoring, it's not happening. And then obviously to score that goal was absolutely fantastic. Um, I, just uh, I, again got to say goodbye and until next week when he's in the dugout. You know what I mean? But um, I really enjoyed that. Um, just seeing Erskine as well. Uh, he was he was great fun, and Scott Fox with his dribble. I I don't know what he was up to, but I absolutely loved every moment of him dribbling out to the corner flag for no apparent reason. Um, and then everyone's uh, chanting Scotland's number one. Um, Scott Fox. It was a real redemption arc moment for him. So yeah, a, a great day um, all round. But just seeing that team, it's just so much fun, and yeah, uh, just a spectacular day that. We'll definitely remember for a long time and let's get more testimonials. Amen to that. Now, Jamie, I am going to ask you about what you enjoyed about the day, but I have to ask you the the listener question that we got from loyal fan of the show, Matt Greer, who said, why did David Mitchell decide to put in his best performance in a Jag shirt during a testimonial? So I'll give you that and then you can also tell us something that you enjoyed from the game. I remember Matt telling me to have a day off a couple of weeks ago and he's doing a drive-by shooting and David Mitchell and Barrigan's testimonial. Guy can't catch a break. It wasn't David Mitchell's best performance. He's had a couple other good games. 3-0 Ray, 3-0 there in the playoffs. So I'm laughing that from Matt. Leave him alone. What was my favourite part of the day? I don't know. The whole thing was great. I didn't go to the hospitality afterwards, but I thought the whole the whole day was great. I thought Barrigan got the reception he 100% deserved. He is a club legend. 
and it was great to see some of the old players back. Uh, Liam McCann came on to score a hat trick. Was I mean I wasn't a fan when he was here, but everyone always talks about how great he was when he was here. So he's, he's won me over already. It's the only time I've ever seen him play Fessel. So and seeing Higgy getting outside the boot assist as well for one of them was just taking me back to him doing that back in the day on the regular. And she can see some of the other names in there: James Craig and a couple other boys from back in the day. Balatoni. It was just great to see them all. So. It's a shame Stephen O'Donnell couldn't play. I'm not sure if he's injured or something. I saw him cutting about and don't know what happened to Taylor Sinclair either, but uh, it was a great day overall. Both are injured, Jamie. They talked about that at hospitality, though we were joking about the fact that Taylor Sinclair potentially was just a bit of a sore ego as well after the the 4-0 loss to Arbroath. But I actually think that someone did say that he was at he was in the stand over the other side, just wasn't playing, and so was O'Donnell. So um so yeah, they were there and there was shirts for them with the printed name. People still won them in the hospitality raffle. So um they were still there and supportive, just couldn't play. And James Cregan was injured as well. So um that's also why he um really didn't participate throughout. But yeah, I think overall it was a, a super day and a, a lot of fun. Well done to the, the the testimonial committee for putting on such a, a fun day for everyone. And I know in hospitality we had a, a great time and just so lovely to mingle with some of the some some of the, the greatest players that we've had at uh, Furl in our in our living memory. Really hope that you know we will have memories like the 12-13 season again in the future because you know we can't keep on living this one out forever and these guys can't keep on playing games and testimonials so who knows um who knows what the lawless the lawless testimonial team will be and on that note do we think and i know we've talked about spoke a little bit about it already but will we ever see a testimonial played at Firhill again i think well i think we'll see a lawless one definitely as mentioned earlier I think we'll get a Brian Graham one as well. Cause it doesn't need to be 10 years. I, I do think we'll get a Brian Graham one down the line. And as well as that, um, we me and Matt have joked that we want to do, for, when, when drawers or draw gets to 10 years, are going to do a drawers or draw testimonial. I think we might pick a side each. Um, I think that'll be good fun. Uh, so, you know, just what, six and a half years to go, but mark it in your diaries. Fantastic. I look forward to that. And I, um, I will happily host a podcast that week to 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 slate whatever's happened in the in the aftermath. Reese, what about you? You know, Jamie Snedden's actually approaching his seventh year at Thistle as well. So he's not too far away. You know, every season he leaves us with that suspense, like ah, he's definitely leaving this year. He's still not established first choice and oh he'll pop up with an extension. So you never know when they put that testimonial contract on the table Snedden might be getting one um, but who knows if, uh, maybe Martin Snedden might be a bit raging that he didn't get game time yesterday and we played two under 14s and go instead but um, Snedden his testimonials on the horizon as well the first goal that he scored in over 100 years for the Jags so and I know some of you guys are calling him a, a club legend so he, he might be doing one <laughs> I enjoy that. I actually have to admit, Jamie, that I thought the youngest keeper was you because I don't know if you saw that Brian Welsh and stuff and one of the I think one of the physios got on. I was like, no way has Jamie managed to get on for the the last few minutes of the game. I can confirm I was actually in goals yesterday. I just didn't want to let anyone know. I got I called up at the last minute, so I was keeping that in the down low. Well, arguably one of your best goalkeeping performances. I mean, I've been watching you over the years from for Rafe Morton, yeah, I, ch- yeah, I chucked yeah. in four goals against Fissel a couple of weeks back, so I thought I'd have to put in a bit of a more of a solid performance this week. Well, we thank you for your service, Jamie. But obviously, 
Um, we've talked about air and the great the great day out we had, and we've talked about Banzo and just again a really great event and something you know we we don't appreciate enough until until they go or until they retire. Just how lucky we are to live in an era with these with these players, and he has given so much to the club. And yes, I know David and Matt spoke about in the the the, the special about the injury and just how that did affect him but the way that he's managed to come back and the service he's given us is a testament to just what a fantastic guy he is and he just has so much love for the club I have to say the thing I really loved about yesterday is just he just kept he just went around everyone and just just said thank you so much and you could just tell that he was so chuffed and honoured to have a, a great turnout so I hope everyone listening in, enjoyed it let's go on to our Saturday fixture which is our growth and um and talk about how we think we're going to set up any changes to the team and um and maybe just a word on our growth and how we think they might do this season or how we think we might fare against them i'll start with you reese well that's just the the beauty of a 10 team league it's the scottish championship for you like three weeks ago the the whole country had our growth dead and buried 10th certainty and then they've since won three on the trot and they're a point behind us. It's, it's it's a funny old game. Three three weeks are a long time in football, and and you know they come into this with a bit of confidence about them. But luckily, so do we. Um, we're both on good runs at the minute. Um, and it, I know they've obviously played a game more than, than everyone else, bar Queen's Park. But if we can get a win, then I know it's very early days. You've not even played everyone once yet, but you're right in a good position. Um, and I know we we were we had sort of something similar last year. We were top of the league in October time, and you know that doesn't always last. But you need to get off to a good, you need to get off to a flyer, get off on the right foot. So I hope we can carry that on, and hopefully, I, I do think our team has famous last words here. But we do have more quality than our growth. Um, but you, you can almost guarantee that Craig Slater is going to have his his best ever game at Fur Hill um, next weekend. But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and, and, and hopefully we can keep this good form up and obviously two good away days um, on the back. But let's make it um, another victory um, and, and fortress for Hill back again. Because obviously Dylan's, Dylan's lost one game in, at for Hill against Queen's, uh, Queen of the South just a couple of weeks ago. And that, it leaves a, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth that it was F.A. Ambrose's mob that, that took Dylan's unbeaten record at Farhill away from him. But we all know that doesn't count, and, and we'll get back to winning ways. Um, are you ready for a score prediction, or what? We'll, we'll hang fire. Just yeah, go for it. Yeah, go. No, I'm going to give us another clean sheet. I'll say two 0 Jags this time. We'll, we'll ease off on the goals, but we'll we'll still get the three points. So two 0 Thistle. Excellent, thank you, Reese. Um, Jamie, I'll get a score prediction from you, and also, what do you think? Do you think Milne will be back in? Any other changes? Hopefully, obviously. Um, McMillan did go off quite early do we think if that's a slight risk do we go with Sander McKenzie I think Milne will probably come back in I mean he played the testimony of the full game I think did he not I could see that being us just giving him minutes to be honest uh, they released some clip of the dressing room saying our players have been playing this you know, chance for you to get some minutes and I feel like the reason he's played the majority of all that game was in preparation for him playing next week or this coming week McMillan, I don't know. I'm actually not sure where his injury was. I don't know what happened to him when he went off. So if if McMillan is available to play, he'll play. If not, Sandy McKenzie is definitely a suitable deputy. And I think he'll be he'll be good enough in that position. On a score prediction, I back to keep a clean sheet last week. 
I don't know if I back us to do it again. I'm going to say we'll win, but 2-1 Fissel. I think it's going to be a bit of a tighter game. I can't believe it's taken you this long into the recording to mention the fact that, Jamie, did you not get the score right last week for the first time ever? Yeah, it's only taken like a year and a half of us predicting scores for me to actually get one right. And Matt said God's sake when I said it last week as well. So just doubting the positivity comes through. I have to say that David, myself and Matt, who were standing next to the game, were willing either uh, someone to score another goal or for us to even like giving up the clean sheet in order for you not to get it right. So I do apologise, but, you know, it's better just to be honest with your friends rather than um, rather than lie. Life's only at the top of the table. Oh, dream on. Uh, David, a score prediction and what are your thoughts against our growth? Yeah, I mean, our broth are an absolute riddle. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't get it. Like, everyone, at the start of the season, everyone, as we said, thought they are gone. They are rubbish. They are away. And they have won three in a row. Uh, like, they're, they're doing really, really well. I, I, I just I just can't figure it out. Um, I mean, I'm always going to be in favour of our broth survival, just so we can kind of keep them in the league. But... I, I think that we've got the confidence in the Aidan Morton games um, and the QP game where back at Farhill, I, I can see us winning and I think that it probably is going to be another performance where we where we outshine them. Uh, I'll go 3 now, Fissel. Wow. A high-scoring game and one I can just see the, the David Forrest edit coming back to haunt us yet again. I'm going to go with a 3-1 Thistle win. I just, I'm, I'm with Jamie. I'm not sure if I'd back us for the clean sheet. I still feel, feel that we are a little bit ropey there and uh, are both obviously have had their success against Airdrie who beat us. So, I mean, it's it's a spider's web this league, but um, I'm going to go for a 3-1 Thistle win. I also predicted, and I will, I do have witnesses, I did predict that, Liam Buchanan would score a hat-trick. I said it before the game, so um, I'm feeling confident with my threes. Uh, just before we move on to uh, Partridge Thistle, I think Reese has got something to say. Yeah, I just remembered there as well. I remember, uh, obviously, I was checking the Sky Sports app, checking the scores coming through on Saturday, as you do when the Jags aren't playing, obviously with an eye on the, the championship. And I was looking at the Arbroath game, and I seen that uh, Ricky Little got a red card, and that was a, a big positive to take because you know how good that Ricky Little and Tam O'Brien are for our bro. They're, they're formidable and they start every week. And I don't actually think they have another centre-half on their books. Genuinely don't think they have a recognised centre-half on their books. Um, because I, I remember listening to the, the Terrace podcast, the big bonanza at the beginning of the season, and they mentioned that our bro struggled to, to entice anyone, any other centre-half to sign for him because they were coming in with the pretense that you, you're not going to get a game unless either of these guys are injured or suspended so I don't know if they have that covered and obviously that's a huge loss for them in one of their, their most important positions so yeah um, it's, a, it's a positive going into the game with one of their, their main guys out. Absolutely I mean I, I predicted our probes to be to be bottom this year but I don't think anyone wants to see them out the league but happy to take any sort of points off Dick Campbell that we can because seeing that man smile and get the fairy tale story is just a little bit too much for me. Um, as always, we are going to finish with our party thistle question. And this time I got to choose my own one. And um, as you know from last season, 
we actually even had an episode dedicated towards it. I refer to people as scones. A wee scone normally means that, you know, you're quite um, sweet or cute or you've just done something that is like, oh, a wee scone, like just like not able to like control themselves and just like something. Yeah. So I call someone a scone. I also, I mean, it's not the, the best, but I also call a lot of people a sausage. I'll say like, you silly sausage or that kind of thing. So those are my two. So I'm wondering for the panel, uh, when you refer to someone, but don't like, but call like give them like a noun, like a something, what do you call them? Like a donut or something. Uh, David, I hope that you've got an answer. You, you, you're, you're my hope. What do you call people? Um, I, I was thinking about this. Um, I do enjoy heed the ball. I think it's just as a really descriptive phrase. It's, it's very, very good to call on someone a heed the ball. Um, is great. Uh, me and my friends have a word for sort of similar to heed the ball. I don't know if um, there's anyone who knows of Frank Zappa, the musician. He was a bit of a ticket. Um, he named his Wayne's really weird names, a Dweezil and uh, Moonunit. Moonunit Zappa is one of his children. And me and my friends used to call um, people who are a bit mad. Um, he's, he's a bit of a Moonunit. So I, I really enjoy that. It's, it's a good word that I really enjoy. So yeah, Moonunit or heed the ball. Thank you, David. Now, Reese, I know you sometimes have um, microphone issues during Partridge Thistle, so just testing that you're still here. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> but um, if I was to give you an answer, uh, port scratching and don't ask. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And Jamie, I know that you have revised really hard for this podcast because you wanted to impress the host, so please have a great answer. I've got one that's like... An- a term of endearment, you can call someone a, a gem, someone's a gem of a person, they're a nice personality using that term. Uh, if someone's an idiot, I think a tool's not too offensive a term to call someone, just call them a tool. So a relatively easy one to go. And I saw D- uh, David put one on my head there and he said, a ticket. I think calling someone a ticket's a funny term. I like that one. So maybe scooping that up, David, I might be using that. Jamie McDonald pulling an Alan Holloway and giving three answers. What has happened? Obviously, me being in charge is, um, has has changed you. We'll need to we'll need to take that back to the board. I need to say that's passing it back to the goalie. That's the safest answers I've heard of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I, I was going to say I was going to say donut. Um, when you mentioned it, because uh, me and a friend of the show, Jackie Senegal, we call each other a donut on a genuinely on a early basis every time we're in each other's company so yeah i do like donut but yeah um i, I didn't want to because you know when I mean, someone else has said the answer you don't want to nick it right jamie yeah donut <laughs> no comment <laughs> i have to say that one of the reasons this came up was because i was at work and we were and the built like a builder guy came in and asked and asked me a question about where something was and he couldn't find a room and I said, because the, the place where I work, it's like, well, it's a donut. That's how we refer to it, because it just goes in a circle and you and you always make your way back like you can't get lost. So I just said to him, I was like, oh, you'll find it. It's a donut. And he was like, who are you calling a donut? And I was like, oh, no, sorry. Like, so anyway, so that's really why I got, in, I got inspired for this question. So um, if this builder is listening, I really didn't call you that. I was just trying to reference the, the way that our, our building works. 
Anyway, on that, it has been um, a great podcast. Thank you so much uh, for Reese, David and Jamie for joining me. And I hope that you have enjoyed it. I hope you, my dad especially is enjoys the next three to four minutes of Sylvia Focus and um, look forward to seeing you at home for our both. And then following that, our game against Dunfermline at Fur Hill, which is going to be our Her Game 2 weekend. So please do look on social media for any sort of update about that. But in the meantime, I hope you all have a superb week and stay safe. And I mean, is it still time to buy a season ticket? Who knows? But have a good one. Bye.